Welcome back to a little Sports 56. That was one of the faster breaks I've ever had in my life. It's a good thing I didn't get up. I'm a little bit slow today, man. You know why? Um, because I had a little bit of fun yesterday. I found a little Gold Crest 51. Got a little little deep up in a little Gold Crest. Then I had myself a little bit of Tito's. So I had a great Wednesday. It was a uh, it was a day that I could take a, a little day off. It was a day of rest. It was wonderful. Tonight, though, you got to go to the Tigers game, man, in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, but you got to watch it. You actually get to watch it on the deuce. A lot of my friends um, who don't have ESPN Plus are probably not going to be at my crib tonight because you can actually watch this one yourself. Uh, big game. They're a five-and-a-half point, six-and-a-half point favorite. We're going to see what happens with the Memphis Tigers. Don't forget, though, your Grizzlies are playing a little basketball. Evie, yeah, call Evie. Go ahead. That's my buddy Brian Dacus. He didn't speak into the mic. He was just looking at me wanting to talk a little bit. We also have some NBA action. And, again, today is the trade deadline. There's going to be some moving parts. We're going to update you a little bit. The Grizzlies are at FedEx Forum tonight. You can go see Tripp and the G League Hustle team as they play the Chicago Bulls. Man, Zach Levine, man. He's been banged up all year. Poor guy. Can't ever get on the on the court. I think the Grizzlies know a little bit of something about that. X-Man, by the way, has bounced. We got a couple second-round picks. NBA trade, uh, trade deadline is today. We'll keep you abreast if anything uh, is breaking. But it is time to talk a little bit about the Ole Miss Rebels. Hottie toddy, gosh almighty. We're talking with Evie Van Pelt. You can follow her at Ole Miss Evie. She's on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie. You can also follow her at The Rebel Walk. Go to therebelwalk.com. It is your number one source for all things Ole Miss sports information. And I'm going to welcome in Evie now. Evie, how are you doing, dear? Hey, I'm doing okay. Um, Just got back in from Lubbock finally where time stood still. And uh, but I'm I'm back and uh, I'm here. So oh my goodness, I'm wonderful, dear. Um, it's been a crazy little bit of a Thursday for me. Um, but man, it doesn't sound like uh, it was half as wild for you. Oh man, yeah. Like I said, time. If you've ever anybody who's ever been to Lubbock, Texas, no offense, Lubbock, Texas, but it's it's uh, yeah, time kind of stands still. (laughs) What do you do in Lubbock? (laughs) You count prairie dogs and tumbleweeds. <laughs> um, you're going to laugh. And I'm not joking. <laughs> I don't even know what, what is a prairie dog. I don't even, even think um, I know what a prairie dog is. It's just this little, I, you know what they kind of look like? They look like the little gopher things in Caddyshack. That's the best <laughs> way I can describe them. And, you know, I pulled out of my son's parking lot the first time uh, he, he's there for school, for medical school, and I pulled out of the parking lot of his apartment complex and there's just this barren field across because everything is barren and brown. That's the, that's the color palette there in Lubbock. And, um, anyway, just these little, these little animals kept popping their heads up and coming out and popping and going back in the ground. And those are, those are prairie dogs and they're everywhere. You never know. You yeah, never you know, know what you're going to learn here on Sports 56, no. do you? You never know. We learn what no. prairie dogs and tumbleweeds, and we know not to go to Lubbock. No offense, That's Lubbock. right. No offense, <laughs> Lubbock. We we like it that uh, Chris Beard was your coach one time and took you to the national title game. We know that about you, And uh, but other than that, yeah. It's got to be nice being in Oxford, I'll tell you that. Now, the one thing that's not been nice in Oxford is South Carolina to uh, Ole Miss oh, fans. Oh, yeah, men's and women's yeah. basketball. Team I watched, by the, the way, that whole women's game. 
Like, I mean, from start to finish, I was all up in it. And I'm telling you, like, they were right there. One point, they were down by one. There was only a minute left in the first half. And then all of a sudden, South Carolina scores nine straight points. And you're like, what the heck just happened? And, yeah. it, and it felt like that in the fourth quarter. And and, I, and and when you watch Ole Miss, you can see how much not having a point guard really does affect them. Yes. Yes, you can. And it's crazy because, you know, I was all over that game, too. And I want to say going into it, I want to say it was Ole Miss plus 26 and a half. 27 <laughs> and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, and I lost. Like that. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I was thinking, well, my gosh, that's a that's, – that's pretty huge, but uh, so I was feeling pretty good about life there in the first half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, me too. Not not as good in the second half, but um, yeah. But I mean, gosh, hats off to South Carolina big girl, you know, Camilla Cardoso. I mean, you know, yeah, man, and she was struggling in the first half and got in foul trouble, was. and then all of a sudden, man, once you. Like I'll tell you one thing, that girl cannot be stopped once she gets her back to the basket and gets you behind her. And no. she, if she's right around their three feet area, it's over. Yeah, and I, you know, Coach uh, Yo talked after the game. I mean, you know, South Carolina has has a true rim protector, and you know, m- most people don't have that. So anyway, uh, yeah, that was that was quite a game. And then you know, boy, the men the men gave it a go. That Golly. was a. But uh, that was the worst four one. minutes of offense I've seen in a long oh. time. The last four oh. minutes of the game, for people who don't know, South Carolina and Ole Miss can score a combined four points. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, I know people are, are frustrated about, um, you know, a lot of Ole Miss folks. And and uh, Coach Beard even said after the game that Matt Morrell was fouled on that three-point shot that he took. Um but at the end of the day, you know, you have a scoring drought at that point of the game, you know, of so long. And, I mean, I, I think Beard also said, you know, it never, again, never comes down to just one play. No. He said, but he was fouled on that, on that shot. So, you know, I mean, I will tell you, though, I think it, I, to me, you know, ever the optimist, I do think that it bodes well that, in a very, you know, a road game in South Carolina. Like, let's be real. That was, I mean, listen, and also the other thing I have to tip my cap, both of those teams were playing defense. Like it was, I mean, it was a scoring drought and they weren't hitting shots, but everybody, every single shot was contested. Yes, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, that, that's the, that's the point. There was defense we saw, you know, and I think, you know, Chris Beard kind of changed his lineup a little bit there, mm-hmm. you know, took Juju out for, I mean, he, he's, he's a defensive guy. So, um, I thought that was interesting. And, but the, you know, again, the fact, no moral victories here, but the fact that they fought back. The first half uh, did know, not made look a game. Good. Yeah. The first no. half was not pretty. First half no. was very it, ugly. It, it was, but you know, you sit there and you think, even even when Ole Miss was shooting well, they were still down by ten because South Carolina could not miss a three pointer. I think they could have just closed their eyes and shot a three pointer and still made it the way they were they were hitting things in the beginning. It was just crazy. Yeah, it was it was definitely um, it was, it's been an interesting um, you know year for the Rebels. It's been an interesting year for the SEC in basketball. I mean, like right, what Tennessee's been doing, um, Auburn last night, the way they just whipped up on, on Alabama. I yeah, mean, like it's the SEC is absolutely. I mean, it's actually better than I expected it to be. 
Um, I know the Big 12 gets, you know, a lot of love. I don't know if there's like that team in the Big 12 that can actually go get it done. As where I feel there's a few teams in the SEC that could actually do it this year. Yeah, I absolutely, totally agree. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm I'm not betting against Auburn. I mean, I'm not South Carolina either. I think what he's done there this Lamont year, Harris, yeah. uh, yes, what he's done is remarkable. So I know Miss gets Kentucky up next. They're off Saturday, uh, but then 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 go on the road to Kentucky. So that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, and um, you know, Cal's kids haven't been playing all that great right now. So um, you know, Wagner being injured was you know a big one. But Matt, my goodness, man, Tennessee—the uh, way they dropped what over a hundred points on them—I was, I was shocked. And wow. Dalton Connect didn't even go off. Right, right. I know, I know. I mean, what, what is even happening? I think this is. Uh, I mean, you just look at the standings and how close everybody is, and that's what Coach Yo has talked about with with the women is how how close the standings are. And we're not going to know probably till the very end. And she said, you know, talking about the, the SEC tournament, she goes, I just don't want to be the, the well, I think she said four seed. I just don't want to have to play South Carolina. I want to meet South Carolina in the championship. That's what I want. I don't want to have to play them, you know, before then. No kidding. So, uh, anyway. But you know, um, you know, we've been talking a lot of basketball, and um, I, you know, it's been a little bit rough. Again, the Gamecocks got the girls and the boys. Uh, that was painful. But what's also been painful is baseball. Before the season even starts, oh. some really, really bad news for Ole Miss uh, and their baseball. You want to kind of let the people know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, bad news of uh, Xavier Rivas who was our transfer in from Indianapolis last year, who ended up kind of being the steadying force in there with our two freshmen, Quinn and Sonia. And then a lot of people thought perhaps Revis might have been uh, the Friday starter for his uh, UCL and has to have Tommy John surgery. Did that in an inter-squad game uh, last week. So, you know, he is out for the season, and that is a definite, definite blow to the Rebels. Um, they're really now, they're really, really, really going to have to look to JT Quinn and Sonia. JT Quinn had a phenomenal fall. Um, he's a six foot six, 220 pound righty. Um, he's, yeah, he's, I think, you know, in the fall, he hit about 97. Um, he's got a, a tight curveball, about 78, 79. Got an 86 mile an hour change up. I mean, he's he's right now. I think everybody thinks Quinn is probably going to be the ace. But I tell you what, I'm not I'm not discounting uh, fellow sophomore righty Grayson Sonier. Um Another great big uh, big body. Got he he and Sonier, I mean, he and uh, Quinn both started 12 games last year, so they have a lot of trial by fire. You know that they went through mm-hmm. uh, in the SEC. He's got four legit pitches also um so i think um they're I, I think as they go the team goes uh good news you know we are going to have um some play we're going to have josh mallet back um we're going to have uh riley maddox so we have some kids that were injured that are coming back and then we've got some good transfers i think um uh kyler carmack a transfer from arkansas state pitcher um, he's looked really good. He might be battling now for that third position, as might Liam Doyle, a left-hander. Um, 
So a transfer from Coastal Carolina. So very, very bad news on the pitching front, but good news in that we're getting a few. Yeah, we've got depth and getting some people back. And I I just think that that experience from Sonia and Quinn that they had last year, it was tough. You know, it is tough to be a baby freshman in the SEC when it comes to to baseball. So, But I think that that experience is going to serve them well. But I, I don't know if you saw, but the... Preseason coaches, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So, yeah, I will say one thing though. When you look at it with the injuries that did happen and the fact that they've come out, and when you look at you know what Arkansas is bringing in this year and LSU, A and M is going to be ridiculous. Tennessee, of course. I mean, it's so the SEC in baseball is ridiculous. It it really is, and I you know I think that. I think that we're going to see, you know, Bianco just, you know, kind of getting into this transfer portal. We'll see. I think Ole Miss had like the number seven transfer portal class. So we'll see how how that works out. But you're right, you know, and everybody has injuries. We've already seen some some other pitchers have some some issues. So it's just really it's a gauntlet. And I'm I mean I'm excited about it. I'm really looking forward to it. But you know it's it's. Man, these uh, coaches are going to earn their money this year, I think. It's like, you know, this year's the, you know, one of the last years that we're going to have the divisions. But I'm kind of curious. I mean, have you, like, which division do you think is deeper and more difficult? Because the Eastern Division, I mean, Florida's going to be damn good this year. Tennessee, uh, you know, Vanderbilt's always got strong pitching. I mean, it, it, that one's deep. And then you got, of course, Arkansas, LSU, A&M, Bama, uh, Ole Miss. Mm. Uh, um, Auburn's going to be good this year. I don't know what Mississippi State's going to be, but let's be real. I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, Ron started that thing, and they mm-hmm. kind of birthed SEC baseball. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of, I think um, – in the in the in the east, you know, you got Florida and Tennessee and Vandy. You know, there you go. What do you do about that? In the west, Arkansas, LSU, and A and M up there at the top. Those are the the what at least what the coaches think will be the top three in each. And um, you know, it's just really it's it's. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think that the way that it shook out in the final voting, I think Arkansas was picked to finish first, then LSU, then Florida. I would say so, one thing, though. Arkansas fans, they have been picked to finish first many a times, <laughs> and they have seen yeah. many, many, many early exits, which has yeah. got to be frustrating as all get yeah. out for Arkansas fans. And, you know, they're struggling. They've been struggling with football. They're struggling with, with the basketball. The basketball situation so is like, I, think, I can't even um, talk about it. <laughs> no, we we're, we're can't. We I think the FCC wouldn't allow us to talk nope. about that situation. So uh, we won't go there. But, yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, if anything, those those poor Regibrac fans are maybe due for something. You always are kind of rooting for them, like yeah, yeah. You got to have yeah. something good happen soon, right? Like, right, right, exactly. Now, um, seems like always good things are happening right now with the Ole Miss football team. Ah, yes. Let's get to Let's, them. Yes. <laughs> um, like, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like, they just keep getting good news. Yesterday was National Signing Day, and it's kind of weird how. Like, this is the second signing day. Do you remember how big signing day used to be? Yes, yes. I mean, not even that long ago. And, um, I mean, it would be an all-day, you know, affair. (laughs) You ain't lying, man. We were working on, like, signing day, talking about high school kids for, like, we were getting prepared a week in advance. Yes, and then, the you know, the day. And 
I was sitting there thinking yesterday because I was driving back from Lubbock. I didn't fly this time, and that is an interminable drive for me. And, um, you know, I was thinking there's just no possible way I could have done this on this day if this were, you know, time years prior because, I mean, I'd have to be on my computer posting stuff. But as it was, I think the only uh, player on this find is a, was a wide receiver, Jarnoris Hobson. He is, interestingly, he originally signed and played a year at Mississippi State and then left last year played for Northwest Community College. He's a wide receiver and then he was he committed uh, and signed yesterday as a JUCO player. Had a great season at Northwest. Um, so, you know, he's walking into probably, I would argue, really could be the best wide receiver room in the country. So, that was the I only right action. there with you. Like yeah. that wide receiving, whoa, and what is, man, I'm just so excited. It's, I, I can't even tell you how excited I am to see <laughs> Jackson Dart, third year, uh, that wide receiving room. Like this, I, I mean, again, 12-team playoff. <laughs> and, and some, you know, it sounds like it's just so interesting to me that, you know, not that fans are, are always right or always wrong, but Fans for a number of years have been saying we need, you know, more depth on the offensive line, more depth on the defensive line. Um, you got it. And you got it. And so Jackson Dart, like you say, not only does he have Jordan Watkins coming back and Trey Harris coming back, and he's got these other talented receivers. He's got Caden Prescorn at tight end going to be back. Hudson Wolf, I think, is healthy. Big six foot seven tight end. He'll be back. Um, but he's got a really talented, big offensive line. I think they got bigger and they got more depth. So I think it's going to be really, really fun to watch what, you know, how Jackson does with that yeah. and how, how Ulysses Bentley does with that. You know, and I, and I think a lot of it, though, you know, it stems back to that Georgia game. I mean, Lane, you heard him after that <laughs> game basically talking about how, you know, um, you know, playing them, you looked and, and their offensive line was just different, you know. Yeah. He, he said in the trenches, we did not look the same. Either side of the ball, we did not look the same. And I will tell you from what we have seen of the kids uh, in on their visits and the, the transfer portal guys there, you know, they introduced players at the at the recent basketball game, and they do look different. They, live, they do look bigger. They do. So I, I just think that Lane – you know, he talks about that a lot. He talked about it. Uh, I noticed that every time when Ole Miss played A&M, even though Ole Miss, you know, would beat them, uh, Lane talked about those four and five stars over there on the other side of the ball, and he said they look different. They just physically look different. They look like they're, you know, they're headed to an NFL roster is what they look like. So I know he's been you know, really looking forward to being able to get his team more headed in that direction, and I Boy, I think he's done that. And just, you know, being able to destroy the portal like he's done this year. Again, right now, number one uh, team coming out of the portal. He's added tons of depth on the line. But when I when I look at something, I don't think we've really even talked about this. I was kind of paying attention. Uh, I was over at the rebelwalk.com reading a few of your articles, of course. I did not realize how good that linebacker room was. Of course, everybody knows Centarian Perkins, the young buck last year who's like 6'3", can fly, <laughs> just a full-grown man. Uh, you got a uh, Chris Pooh, Paul. But that linebacking you know, core is going to be flying around next year, isn't it? 
It is. And, you know, that's another area that, you know, maybe over the last few years, fans have kind of felt like let's, we need to step that middle of the field up a little bit. We've, we've definitely strengthened the back end and the, the defensive line, but you're right. So, um, we've got those guys. We've got, uh, TJ Dudley, who was a transfer in and Dudley actually, interestingly, he, uh, was not eligible to play. He was a Clemson transfer. He wasn't eligible to play throughout 2023 because of the two-time transfer thing. But after that NCAA ruling, late late at the end there, he was able to play in the Peach Bowl. Um, he's a linebacker. He played mostly as an edge rusher. But he played, he played 46 out of 72 snaps in the, in the bowl game. So, you know, he got a lot of action in there and looked really good. And they must trust him a lot if he hadn't played all season and then he got to play, you know, that much in the bowl game. But really interested to see Perkins. Um, you know, He's going to be he, a stud. Like, he's an NFL-style oh, linebacker, in my opinion. He really is. And I think that um, Golding talked about him uh, at the Peach Bowl. And, you know, again, I've mentioned it before, we don't get to talk to the offensive and defensive coordinators, but twice a year. Once at media day in the fall, and then once at a bowl game, and um, but he commented, you know, on Thundering's flexibility, you know, and he said, you know, because he lined up at edge, he can that play linebacker, yeah. yes, and he said he's just, you know, so athletic and versatile, and and we can play him in a lot of spots, and so I think that, and then Raymond Collins, he is a JUCO, he's a uh, big player. boy, man, yes, he's yes. huge, he is, he had. Uh, he was uh, junior college second team All American this past year. Led his team in tackles, tackles for loss, and sacks. I mean, he's he he's going to be a stud. And you know, we get Kari Coleman back. He's coming back. So I think that oh, wow. linebacking room. Yeah, I think that that's going to be. You're right. That's going to be a really strong room. And so while everybody's talking about the the uh, front end and the back end, I think that the linebacking core is going to be going to be special. And, you know, I just, I tell you what, I mean, I'm eager to see them, I'm eager to see it all, but I, I'm just so eager to see Walter Nolan and, and Princely Yuman Yellen. I'm, I'm just, this defensive line, they're just going to be like monsters. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Man, it's going to be a great, great year. Now, hopefully uh, baseball gets back on track. Chris Beard, you know, the boys are going to do well. Um, you know, right now, there's nothing you can say bad about uh, Ole Miss basketball. I mean, you, I mean, mm-hmm. Ole Miss fans have to be absolutely ecstatic. And the other thing about it is, is y'all are, I mean, Ole Miss basketball fans are showing up this year. Yes, hadn't that just been wonderful? I mean, the atmosphere has just been crazy, and it's, so hard to imagine. You know, it's funny. There were a few fans that wanted to grumble a little bit after, you know, Auburn and then, no, we had a chance against South Carolina. But at the end of the day, where this team is compared to, I mean, I have post-traumatic stress from last season, I think. So, you know, where how far they have come in such a short time is just amazing to me. And, I, you know, what a testament to, to Beard. And he said right off the bat, you know, he wasn't coming in thinking – it's kind of like Lane, you know, you're not coming in thinking, oh, we're going to take a few years and we're going to build. No, we expect to be good right away. And I think the fans have responded and the fans, the fans have upped their game. I mean, it's, it's been remarkable. 18 wins on the season, only five losses, five and five in the Southeastern Conference. Chris Beard's got it going on. Baseball's around the corner. Uh, the Portal King's still killing it. And if you <laughs> need 
all any anything for Ole Miss information. It's very simple. Just go to the rebelwalk.com. Also follow Evie at Ole Miss Evie and follow the Rebel Walk on the X at um the Rebel Walk or Twitter, whatever we calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> Before I let you go though, Evie, you know I gotta ask you, where where what you and your husband, y'all leaning one way or the other on the Super Bowl yet? Um, you know, I haven't, I, gosh, I've been in the time vortex of Lubbock, so I haven't <laughs> so talked to him about it, uh, of, yeah, of late, but I'm, uh, I, you know, I tell you, I, I said before, I'm having a hard time going against my home, so too. I know that's not the, and I'm a big Brock Purdy fan, but I just, I, for some, some reason, I'm 15 is that dude. Like he's just yes. that dude. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. Oh, Evie, thank you so much for your time. I hope you're blessed. You have fun and good luck this Sunday. Okay, thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. That is Evie Van Pelt. Give her a big follow. She is at the Rebel Walk. Also got to remind you, um, if you're hungry, it's like lunchtime. It's 1230, 1228 actually. I'm starving, by the way. Did you know that, Dacus? Me too. I mean, I am hungry. You've been eating fruit, brah. I did eat fruit. But you know bro. what I want right now? I want me a, a big old burger, brah. And I want a, I want a Dyer's burger. I want an old school, old school, old fashioned, cook the old fashioned way, man. They just flatten that bad boy out on marble, throw it in the damn pan, and cook it up. They've been doing it the same way since 1912, and I'm talking about Dyer's. And I know you think Dyer's downtown on Beale Street. No, 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 no. If you're on Carryville, man, head on over to the historic Targetville Town Square. They're at 101 North Center Street. It's open from 1030 to 9 every single day. They have the best burgers, the best dogs. They got great club sandwiches, chicken salads. They got it all at Dyer's. And don't forget, they got some banana pudding that's straight fire. Go to Dyer'sCafe.com, uh, call and place an order, order online, or just head on over there and have a little good afternoon, man. Go see my buddy Mark over at Dyer's Cafe out in Cargill. We're back in two shakes with a little bit of Hardenwood. Sports 5698, 5FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. <laughs> now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Rady. Yo, it's a thirsty Thursday, people. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. On Thursday, um, it used to be ladies' night. Do, do, do we still have ladies' night? 901-360-8255. 901-360-8255. I got a lady, man. We're going to take her. I want a deal. We still do that? Do y'all, do you, like, is it because of the X and the Facebook and all that stuff? Do people go out anymore and actually, like, do ladies now date men without having to get on Tinder and dating apps? Dacus, I mean, do you know this? I don't know, John. I've been out of the game for, for a little bit too long to answer, to be able to answer that question. <sighs> been out of the game, man. Sorry. You're always in the game, son. Uh, I'm unfortunate. Never, not. never check out. That's a good point. But All I right? think I checked out too early, and now it's hard. You know, it's hard to get back in once you checked out. You know, everybody knows that. That's a good point. Ask the Tigers. That is a very, oh, goodness. By the way, Tigers play basketball tonight. They do. They're in Philadelphia. 
Uh, we're going to pray they win. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm not going to tell you to bet on it because, uh, I mean, they only beat Wichita State by two, and they lost to Rice, and they lost a lot of basketball. So, uh, I, I will watch it. We'll be excited. It's on the deuce, right? Yes. It's on the deuce. Hopefully they show up and play good basketball. Now, we're about to do a little hard work. It feels so good, but I have to remind you, do you know what the best spirit in the world is? <laughs> you should by now. It's Tito's. It is also vodka, which goes with everything. And this vodka goes with everything because that is a very unique flavor, slightly sweet with that black pepper note. It balances everything out. I'm telling you, Tito's vodka is the best. It's best with any of your favorite mixers, or it's great just drinking it neat, straight up, however you call it. If you're like, what's drinking it neat? I was just like, you know, a little rocks glass, just a little Tito's, no ice, man, a little, a little drinking it neat, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's delicious however you drink it. You want a little dirty martini? Put a little olive juice in that bad boy, a little olives. Man, so good. Maybe you got a UTI. You need to fight uh, to fight it off. Put some cranberry in that bad boy. I'm telling you, Tito's. If life ever hands you lemons, don't freak out. Don't fret. Don't stress. Just make a lemon drop. Make sure it's with the best. Tito's handmade vodka. Let's go to Hardenwood. This is Access Hardenwood. All right, yesterday I was kind of struggling a little bit. I was, uh, I was excited. And my brain was running on in circles. Like, you know, have you ever seen a, what is it, a hamster and they run in that wheel? Oh, yeah. That was my brain yesterday trying to wrap my head around the situation at the chicken coop out in Vegas. You know, the Super Bowl is being held in Sin City. Sure. My favorite place in Vegas is the chicken coop. Uh, Addison Gray, telling you I'm recommending her Primo. You know what I'm saying? Primo. Well, the chicken coop offered... For the Super Bowl winner, an absolute amazing evening. The Super Bowl winner, they said, you come party at the Chicken Coop, which is on 40 acres of land. It's got the most beautiful women in Sin City. They go, like, it is a, it's a great place. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking to myself, the Super Bowl winner is going to go to the Chicken Coop. They're putting this out there. It's going to be free. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, free, man. Free. So, like, if I won the Super Bowl, that's exactly where I would go. But guess what? That's not where they're going. Just came out, man. The Super Bowl, the post-Super Bowl parties for the teams actually have been set. And no, it's not. They're not going to the chicken coop. Yeah, I I don't get it either. Trust me, I don't get it. I have a feeling somebody's going to sneak over there. I promise you I would. But San Francisco, they're going to go to basically a... A great nightclub. I'm not going to say it's not. A, I mean, it, they say it's one of the hottest nightclubs in Sin City. It's inside of Caesar's Palace. It's the Omnia nightclub. So that's where the Niners are going to be. Okay. So you know, like a lot of women are going to good-looking women that are what do we call them? Cheap uh, uh, cleat chasers. I, I didn't call them that. No, I, I called them that. that. You never heard, heard of a cleat chaser? Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> What? You must have never been an athlete, huh? No, I was, but they we didn't call You never them, got chased? We did not call them cleat chasers, though. Okay, well, y'all are weird, man. Huh. What, what did you call them? Uh. Clear cleat chasers. Like, I don't know sure, another sure. way to put it. I guess that's, that's you know, good for radio. Well, so a lot of cleat chasers are going to be there inside of Caesar's Palace because of the 49ers. But then there's also a brand new hotel that just opened... And that's where the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be. It's Zoop Nightclub. Now, you're a cheat chaser. You're a, you're a cheat a cleat, cleat chaser. chaser. I'm a cleat chaser, John. You're a cleat chaser. Not you. I'm talking to the ladies. Uh, 901-360-8255. Do you go to the new place? Do you go to Zook where the Kansas City Chiefs are going to party? 
It's in a new hotel. Um, it's in Resort World. Or do you go to Caesar's to Palace? No, 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 no. You uh, don't go to the Sphere, dude. I'm someone was about, climbing the Sphere yesterday. By the way, the Grateful Dead has got a residency in the Sphere. Do they do? Wow. Well, Dead and Company, not the Grateful Dead. Jerry's dead, okay? I mean, it's Bob Weir. It's, you know, it's John Mayer. Dead. It's Dead and Company. Uh. Different. Different. Like, Wolf Brothers is, you know, um, is great, but, like, you know, don't have John U2 Mayer. U2 has a residency at the... Oh, at Lord, the I ain't going to say U2. What is the... Tell me something good about U2. Nothing. I don't know anything about U2. Except back in, like, 2016, they put an album that I did not want on my phone and made one of the songs the first song that would play any time my phone connected to the uh, to the Bluetooth. That's annoying. And very. Tell me a YouTube. What, what What song was it? Sing it for me. Couldn't tell you a word of it or a, a song that U2 has. Well, Why does they even know their name? If you're a cleat chaser, which hotel are you going to? Good question. I mean, are you looking more for the winner so the team's more celebratory? Or are you like looking at like Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy, who looks like Lee Harvey Oswald? Um, and I will say, don't forget, Pat Mahomes is married. And by the way, did you see what Brittany Mahomes did? You know his wife? She's going to be on the uh, swimsuit model of, uh, of whatever it's called, Sports Illustrated. She's a lot less. Can I just say, she is a lot less annoying in her SI swimsuit. Interesting. Have you looked at it? What happened to Sports? I thought Sports Illustrated was shutting down. How are we still making magazines? I don't know, man. But no, I have not seen Brittany Mahomes in her swimsuit model edition. Well, I'm looking at it right now, and let me just tell you, Patrick, you did good, son. You might have a dad bod. Brittany does not have a mom bod. Hmm. She's doing good. Hmm. So, like, how is she in such great shape and Pat has a dad bod? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, she's hanging out with Tay-Tay, and I'm not going to lie to you. She's a billionaire. Brittany's got the better body. So, John, I think what we need to figure out is who are the most attractive players participating that are not married or are married. I mean, again— Nick Bosa's not married, and he loves smoking weed. He's California sober. Okay, well, maybe that's... He's a great defensive end, And by the way, if you sit there, I, and by the way, that ain't reckless speculation. Nick Bosa's mentioned smoking weed on uh, multiple occasions. Right. Like, he's uh, he's down with the, the sticky-icky. I think Brock Purdy's attractive. Like, Brock Purdy's I mean, he looks guy, like a woman you know? or Lee Harvey Oswald. We talked about this yesterday. A reporter literally said to him, hey, you know you look kind of like he, Lee I mean, Harvey he's, Oswald. He's, he's, you know, he's And he cute. also looks like a woman. Well, it's because he looks that's like a woman. Point. I mean, maybe that's what it is. You know what? I, I kind of wonder. I'm not Travis Kelsey. I mean, is America's heartthrob right now? Man, I don't, man, you ain't getting Travis Kelsey. His wife's got a billion dollars. His girlfriend's hey, girlfriend. got a billion dollars. Huh? So I guess I think that's what you need to do. You need to go through like the. Uh, you need to make like a, a ranking of like what you think. Do is you the most think that attra- Travis attractive. Kelsey's going to get busted cheating on Taylor? Uh no. I mean, he's going to cheat, right? No. I, I, I mean, the girl's over in Japan. Like, what is he going to do? Like, have you never walked out of the house and be like, oh, 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 and he just grabbed the first thing you see and, and, and put in a little work? No. I mean, it happens. I mean, he's a young dude. He did catch. I mean, you remember, did you watch Catching Kelsey? No. Do you know what that is? It's a documentary, isn't it? No, it's a TV show where he went on like The Bachelor, but it was Travis Kelsey. Interesting. And they put um like 12 women 12 eligible I did not know about to get this. down women. It was on like the E network or something. That's well, why I didn't know about it. Was it was it yeah, it was on E. So like yeah, and it was called Catching Kelsey. My man was getting down and getting busy with all of them. Good for him. So you don't think that while she's over there doing her little dancing in Japan, you don't think Travis is like realistically like hanging out with anybody else. You really I mean, do you really believe that? I do. Okay. 
By the way, ladies, no, nobody cheats. And by the way, just so you know, everybody cheats. And it takes two to tango. Like when dudes, like everybody blames it on the dudes. By the way, dudes, why do why do the dudes always get the blame? Because usually the, there's a woman involved as well. But most of the time, that woman I'm going to put it all on the women. We have no control. We have, we have hormonal issues. They actually think with their head. We think with mm, the little one. Huh. John, a man uh, climbed the sphere yesterday without uh, like a uh, you know anything. He just climbed it, got all the way to the top. Are you being serious? No, I'm being 100 percent serious. You just start climbing. Did he fall off? No, he he made it all the way to the top, and uh, then they there's like a hat. Did he get at arrested? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that was fun. I saw videos. People were putting videos around that he was there was just some guy on the side of the sphere you could see him climbing up it was pretty it was pretty funny did he but so like uh like does he put this on his like little youtube yeah Twitter yeah, yeah, or something? yeah so this is like what he does i think he like raises money for different things and like that's his thing is like he like climbs these skyscrapers and different types of things and like he tries to raise money i don't know exactly what he's raising money for but uh, i guess that's a way to do it i don't know how if you get donations or or what it is or like views on youtube and that's how you're getting your money but um it's supposedly he's raising money for something bad news by the way if you're a booger picker do you pick your nose uh no sometimes well don't they say that picking your nose because you got a you know some bacteria and some pathogens under your fingernails is probably one of the main reasons that like you have alzheimer's what? Yeah, this is a study, dude. I always do these things. PSAs, bro. So don't be picking your nose if you want your brain to work. That is like the last thing I thought you were going to say. Like, I thought you were going to say. Neuroinflammation is caused many times by people who are very, very bad about picking their nose. You get viral and bacterial and fungal pathogens. They get in your nose and then they get in your brain and then you don't even know who your wife is, bro. So my grandma was a booger picker is what you're telling me. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I'm just I'm trying to help future generations one stop picking your nose like blow it into a tissue Mm. stick a tissue up your nose don't stick your finger Mm. wash your hands you're dirty r.i.p grandma rest in peace lady Mm -hmm. r.i.p to my grams you know what i'm saying that's right r.i.p to all the grams all the grams and grandpas that are gone rest in peace we're gonna take a quick time out um we gotta come back and talk a little bit about gambling because we gotta build our bank account I don't think I'm going to bet on the Tigers, but I will tell you who I'm going to bet on tonight. Don't touch the dial. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. Almost. It is a thirsty Thursday, like we're halfway through the day. Tomorrow we'll be here. And you know what we have on the show tomorrow? Oh, I'm so excited. We got Lee Sterling. We're going to make some money. My man's daughter has picked 
the over or the under on the national anthem every single time, and she's hit it. She's going for 11 straight years of winning bets. We're going to hit that bad boy. We got prop bets we're going to tra- talk about tomorrow. We're going to talk about the big game. We got T-Money and Uncle Brasky. What are my favorite two degenerates in the world going to bet on? We're going to find that at 1230. We got a little Harden Woodward feels so good. We'll also talk a little NBA action. Grizzlies play tonight at the house. They play the Bulls. Tigers on the road. They play in Philadelphia. Grizzlies are catching five and a half at home. The Tigers are six and a half points favorites on the road. We got a little basketball. I ain't betting on them games, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not taking that. I'm not touching them with a 10-foot pole. But I might do a little inline, you know, inline betting because I do like to inline bet. Also, man, I ain't going to lie to you. Do you feel like the Tigers got to cover? You know that against the spread, they have lost. They have not covered in five straight games. Correct. Like, they have that do factor. Like, if you've been betting on the Tigers, you're broke. I know. I know. But, like, is this the one where they actually come out and play good basketball? I mean, I'm talking with Isaac. He said they were so bad. I mean, as a team, Temple's only shooting 37%. Now, you'll shoot better against the Tigers because they're going to give you dunk, dunk, layup, layup. That's just their defense. But, man, their offense has got to wake up. Is there any chance that that you know, eight-minute stretch where they erased a 14-point deficit against Washington State can carry over? Can they score more than 22 points in the first half? That would be nice. I mean, damn. Like, if the Tigers come out and actually play 40 minutes of basketball, they should easily cover this spread. I'm starting to talk myself into this game, damn it. I wasn't really wanting to. But, man... The Tigers, I mean, they started the season 15-2. and two. They've gone 1-4. and four. They've had a terrible stretch. In fact, they've, they've dropped all the way down in, like, the Ken Palm ratings. Like, they're down in the 200s. Not that I put a lot of weight in it, but damn. That's where they're at. And Temple, by the way, they're really bad. You look at their offensive metrics. We talked with Isaac about how bad they are at shooting the basketball. They are terrible at defense, too. Terrible. Oh, man. I'm talking. I just talked myself into taking the Tigers. Did you on the road? Minus six and a half. I mean, this team, you have to believe that the Tigers can show up. You have to believe that Pity's not going to go absolutely crazy and start just subbing in and out and throwing crazy lines. You have to feel like you're going to put a guard in the starting rotation. I mean, I thought all those things. You have to think that JQ can't be one right. for 12. I mean, one for 13. I mean, one for 13. I thought all those things before they played Rice. Thought all those things before they played Wichita State. So now you're trying to help talk me out. Of I mean, it. I just don't know. I just, I just would if I was a person that was this is like bet peeing on the in the wind. Game, and it is dangerous. You could right, get it all over I, I, your leg. Right now, I just would not play a Memphis game. Honestly, now I'm forced to pick it in the afternoon because we do Tiger Bankroll. I will. Well, where are you going to put your bankroll, buddy? Do you know? Is this something that you might need to talk it out with well, me right now? Because well, well, Greg's telling me to take the Tigers. Greg so, Peterson? Yes. Crazy Greg? I will probably take the Tigers because I usually just follow Greg. Man, why is FAU only a five-and-a-half-point favorite over UAB? Because uh, they're on the road, right? I mean, yeah, they're playing in uh, Bartow Arena where it got yeah. buck when the Tigers came, but are they going to be able to get buck like that on a Thursday night? That's a good question. I mean, uh-huh. I think down in Birmingham they have ladies' night at a couple bars. Oh, Most of the ladies oh, are not going to be there. I'm sure they do down in, down in Birmingham. Where am I looking for? FAU? 
What time's that game at? That's at eight o'clock on the Ooh, Deuce. It follows the uh, Tiger game. Uh, Greg has them FAU minus six. So I guess we're going with FAU. Yes, so. Greg Peterson's the one who said take the Tigers and take FAU, correct? Yeah, but what did you say the line was for the FAU game? Five and a half. Yeah, oh, no. When it's half a point, I would never play that. But, I mean, he does – If he says he bets all the games, side and total, and so if he looked at it and they were five and a half, he would take FAU. You know, another weird game tonight, the, a, another number I saw that was strange – Arizona's only a five-point favorite over freaking Utah. I saw that. Utah. Well, they lost to Utah earlier this season. I know. Don't um, you want to go out there and beat the brakes off of them? You would think so, but Utah beat them on the road. Now they have to travel to Utah. I, I think they have a chance. I hope so. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll say, like, man, we're going to just cross our fingers, and I think I'm just going to bite the bullet and go with Greg. All I'm going right. to lay the Tigers minus six and a half. And the fact that it's on ESPN following, I'm going to have to take FAU against UAB because I don't like UAB. Huh. Screw UAB. They beat us. Uh, I guess so. They just look like a bunch of punks. Yes, that's a good point. Hope they get beat. Well, we've got to get out of here, man. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday. See us tomorrow again. Don't forget Lee Sterling at noon. we got the big game to talk about. Get out there. Make the world a better place. I'll see you on the flip side. Peace.